1: Hey, this is Jordan from Age of Evil, and you are listening to Talking Metal.
2: What's up, guys? This is Jeremy from Age of Evil, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
3: Hey, this is Devin Townsend from Strapping Young Lad, and you are listening to Talking Metal.
4: Hey, this is Richard Christie, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hi, this is Glenn Tibner from Judas Priest, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hi everyone, this is
5: KK Downing of Judas Priest, and you're listening to Talking Metal. So, you know what to do, crank it up. Hi, this is Ian Hill from Judas Priest, and you're listening to Talking
6: Metal. Everybody, This is Rob Halford, the Metal God from Judas Priest, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
4: I am Dan Lorenzo from the cursed Hades Nonfiction and who knows what else, and I love the show Talking Metal, which is what you are listening to right now.
5: Hello, this is Tony Iommi, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
3: Hi, this is Alex Graffi, and you're listening to Talking Metal, biatch. This is Michael Grant with Endeavor After, and you're listening to Talking Metal. What's up, Reb X? This is Billy Milano from S.O.D. and M.O.D., and you're listening to Talking Metal.
0: Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. (laughs) Yes, Jim Brewer, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Talking Metal fucking hey everybody this is Gilby Clark and we're talking metal Isisville from Def Leppard and you're listening to Talking Metal Hey, this is John 5 from Rob Zombie and you're listening to Talking Metal hi this is Hank up from Children of
4: Bodom and you're listening to Talking Metal this is
3: Damon Fox from Big Elf and you're listening to Talking
4: Metal Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. Mark Striegel here. Thanks for joining me. Keep in touch with us at TalkingMetal at Yahoo.com. We love getting those emails. Here's one that just came in. Hey guys, just curious, have you heard Rob Halford's new Winter Song CD and what is your take on it? Some people seem to be annoyed that he would do this, but I honestly feel it was done very well and tastefully. Still metal, but in the holly jolly way. Rob's take on the traditional carols are better than some other attempts I've heard metal artists do over the years. Chris, Chris, I agree. It's a great record, and you guys should check it out. There's a free download that's available, and of course, we've heard about it. Rob was on Talking Metal Live recently, promoting it. Uh, he and Metal Mike stopped by our studios in uh, Times Square, New York City, so that was, uh, that was great, having them down to the live show and we will probably right around the holiday maybe a week before christmas time uh repackage that interview in a podcast uh here on the talking metal podcast so stay tuned for that we also shot it and hopefully some of that footage will end up on headbangers ball on MTV2 although it looks like that will definitely be happening after the christmas holiday so we probably we probably won't use any of this stuff of him talking about the the christmas album when he's on uh on MTV2. But uh good stuff. And uh Chris, thanks for checking in with us. Uh guys, send us an email at talkingmetal at yahoo.com. We appreciate it. Uh just uh finished a great book. Actually a couple good books. Uh, one was called Hunter's Run, a great sci fi book if you guys are into science fiction. Highly recommended Hunter's Run, um a couple different authors on it, including uh george r r martin uh who is just very talented he, he, he excellent book please read it guys hunter's run uh also any of you creative types out there who have blogs have bands are writing screenplays uh, are writing commercials for television whatever you whatever your thing is you sh- there's a great book called just uh Ignore everybody which derek sivers uh recommended and uh great great read. I read it in like two days, and uh, a lot of great advice in the book for anybody who's trying to kind of do their own thing creatively. The next book I'm going to read is Martin Popoff's um, book, and it is his first of two Deep Purple books called "Getting Tighter. And this covers Deep Purple from 1968 through 76, and it is awesome uh, already, even though I haven't even started reading it, because on the cover is a picture of the one and only Tommy Bolin, which I, I thought was just such a uh, a crazy, controversial Ma- Martin Popoff thing to do, to put Tommy on the cover of a Deep Purple book. Tommy, of course, was in the band... Um, at the end of their kind of first era, if you will, uh, they split up, I believe in 75, 76. And Tommy played, uh, the last few tours with them. And he was on their last record replacing Richie Blackmore. I mean, usually you're thinking if, if a Deep Purple book is going to be published, you'd probably have Blackmore, at least from that era, you'd probably have Blackmore on the cover, uh, Maybe Gillen, although he wasn't on you know in the band at the beginning, so Blackmore would would probably be the obvious choice, but of course Martin Popoff uh spins our heads a little bit, putting Tommy Boland, the the incredibly overlooked and talented guitar player who died uh at age twenty-five in nineteen seventy-six. If you don't have Tommy's solo record teaser from 1975 get it i i love the record it is more in the jeff beck style it's not i wouldn't call it a heavy metal record in any sense of the imagination but it is a great rock guitar record and everybody should own that tommy bolin teaser that same year he played on the Deep purple record uh come taste the band let's get into a little music tommy bolin david coverdale and deep purple right here on talking metal little deep purple martin popoff again wrote the deep e. purple book two of them i'm about to start reading getting tighter by martin popoff he is currently working with sam dunn and scott mcbadden on something don't know what but uh sam dunn and scott of course did the um uh, a lot of great heavy metal movies actually including metal a headbanger's journey a great documentary on heavy metal Uh, And I actually saw those two guys walking down the street in Manhattan the other day. And I was on one side of Broadway. They were on the other. And it took me a minute to figure out who they were. And I had already walked a block past them by the time I realized, hey, that was Sam Dunn and and Scott McFadden. And uh, oh, well, didn't get a chance to say hello to them. Wish I would have uh, recognized them sooner. The Talking Metal Forums, run by Exciter, Z-Man, Shotaholic, those guys do a great job on our forums. It's a very private setting. Uh, We now have a new password for the forums. This password is the name of one of the most popular heavy metal songs of all time. It is a song that John and I covered with our friends. uh, Who who is on that? Um, The guy from Warrior Soul, Corey from from Warrior Soul and uh, Richard Christie on drums from Howard Stern Show and, of course, Death and Ice Earth. And Eddie Ojeda was on guitar for that one. So the name of that song, the song that I'm currently talking about, it's uh, uh, from the early 70s, a heavy metal classic. The name of that song is The New Password. For the talking metal forums and it's great we had a guy on there recently it was weird he'd been posting f- since early 2008 had over 831 830 uh posts i believe or yeah over let's just say over 830 posts and one day he just freaked out man he started writing a bunch of negative shit about john and i saying we suck or much worse than that actually And uh, went crazy with a bunch of wackadoodle posts. And this is a guy. I went back and I read some of his earlier posts. And he'd always been nice and and seemed to be into what we were doing. And one day he just snapped. I don't know if he was a sleeper agent from one of the other shows, CMS or or Metalscape or something. And one day just decided to wake up and start uh, attacking John and I and the other forum members. But uh, I don't know. Kind of got a kick out of it, actually. So good riddance. He's now banned and that's that if you're a fan of the show join us on the forums if not there's really no reason to be there there's no secret information or anything going on there so it's just a place we get together to hang out Uh, i'm also on twitter too uh i do tweets from twitter.com slash talking metal and twitter.com slash streagle s-t-r-i-g-l so check me out there Mars Attacks is a great show that we have streaming on my streaming radio station. You can check that out on, uh, let's see, Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, check your local listings. There is a schedule up there that generally adjusts to wherever your, uh, your server is checking in from. And you can uh, check out the stream at markstriegel.net. In the upper left-hand corner, there is a link to it. You can also uh, find it on uh, iTunes in the radio section. Mars Attacks, done by Marsary2005 from the Talking Metal Forums. Great interviews this guy is doing and great music he is playing. So please check it out. And we got F-bombs for everyone, by the way. The Dan Lorenzo Show is also streaming uh, up there on my streaming radio station. As well as everybody's favorite talking metal live dio was just really bummed to hear the news that dio is uh, suffering from stomach cancer very sad and we wish him the best uh, i have there's a classic picture i think john has posted a few times on the site of of myself when i was 15 or 16 year, years old with with ronnie james dio and i tell you i've been a fan really for almost you know Three fourths of my life, uh, this guy, and uh, I, I really I wish him the best of luck, and I want him to recover. I want to see him on stage again, Ronnie James Dio. Please get well. Baker's dozen, Sean Baker, amazing guitar player from Michigan. His new album is finally up on iTunes. Let's take a little uh, sound sample here. Check a little sound sample here of Neo Classical Gas by Sean Baker. The Sean Baker Orchestra, actually, off of Baker's Dozen. Now on iTunes. That was Neoclassical Gas by the Sean Baker Orchestra. Buy that song. Help us out. Go to TalkingMetal.com. In the show notes today, there will be a link that uh, will open up your iTunes and take you directly to that song. I think it's a great song. Show your support for Sean and independent artists. Buy that song for a mere 99 cents, and Talking Metal actually gets a cut of that. And any other songs you buy after you link through um, using the link in today's show notes so uh, again check that out TalkingMetal.com it will open up your iTunes and you can buy some Sean Baker Orchestra and while you're in there load up on any other metal tracks or non-metal tracks that you want for your uh, your iTunes Guns and Roses going on tour uh, from what we hear from our friend Bumblefoot this is uh, happening in a matter of days at this point um, May have even happened by the time you hear this podcast. Uh, so they are off and going, starting in uh, the Far East, coming back through Canada, then down into South America. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get some uh, some New York City, New Jersey shows at some point for, for John and I. And we're even considering flying out to LA if we're doing any shows out there. That would be a lot of fun. Support Talking Metal by buying a T-shirt. I think these T-shirts are are pretty pretty cool, I actually designed them with uh, with an artist and they turned out great uh, very inspired by John Astronomy's silver spacecraft and uh, they're, they're great shirts so pick, pick one up today and you can find those in the store section on TalkingMetal.com Free music everybody loves free music I have it, it's on my blog you can go download it there. Sometimes I'm a little more subtle with how I present it, but giving you guys a couple cool Zach Wilde exclusives at this point. Till the end, the song Zach wrote with us in the studio with Bumblefoot uh, is up on my blog. You can find that. Uh, it was also in the news section on TalkingMetal.com. There are other bootlegs floating around of, of that song out there, but they're they're not... High quality like this one. This is right off the hard drive, mixed by Bumblefoot himself till the end. You can find that again on my blog or in the news section on talkingmetal.com. But on my blog, I have a lot of free stuff. I give a lot of free music away, stuff that you generally can't buy anywhere else. So definitely visit markstriegel.net for all things Mark Striegel, including free music, free MP3s. We hooked up with a band called Age of Evil recently in New York City in Hell's Kitchen. Here's an interview we did with these guys. Uh, We'll first get into some of their music. This is Cruel Intentions by Age of Evil, followed by our interview with the band.
6: Hey guys, welcome to Talking Metal. We are hanging out here in Midtown Manhattan, right next to the infamous Port Authority. We're here with Jeremy and Jordan from Age of Evil. What's happening, guys?
4: Hey guys, welcome to New York. Have you ever been to New York before?
2: Uh, Yes, Uh, this is my second time in New York. Uh, First time I was here on vacation, and this is the first time I've been here with the band. And uh, so far, it's been really awesome.
1: Uh, Well, I was here when I was like three, so technically... Yes, but mentally no, because, you know, you don't remember that shit.
4: (laughs) This is the first band I've actually heard of, and correct me if I'm wrong, where we have two sets of brothers. How did the two sets of brothers come together? Well, (laughs) we've known each
1: other. Well, our parents kept running into each other before we were even born. And, like, randomly, you know what I mean? Just at random times, like, yo, what's up? We remember you from this time or whatever, and then, like, well, maybe we should be friends, and then they had kids, and then we started hanging out ever since we were like whatever three, four, something like that. Anyways, and and we just always hung out together. We were like inseparable, you know, always. And then uh, we uh, we always we were always thinking we want we want to do something the four of us when we're older. We don't know what it is yet, but we want to do it. We just I don't know why. And then uh, we started playing instruments and jamming and playing different genres of music, and now we just play this.
4: So did your parents push you towards the music thing, or was it something you guys just came across on your own? Well,
1: uh, I've always... Well, my mom was really into music, and her mom was into music, and it's just we kind of had this music gene where we can figure stuff out by ear without knowing how to play any instrument or anything like that. So me and my brother, Garrett Garrett, started playing the drums, and I played guitar. He picked it up when he was like, whatever... 10 or something like that. And I was seven around the same time. He's a little bit older than me. And, uh, and then Jacob and Jeremy, we uh, were like, yo, you're going to be in a band with us. So start playing instruments, dudes. <laughs> 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 and then, and then, uh, Jacob picked up the bass. And then about a year or two later, Jeremy picked up the guitar. And then we all started jamming just instrumental stuff. And then we started trying out singers getting singers being like oh you're shit you're out of the band just keep firing singers and we're like you know what Jeremy you start singing and that's pretty much it it's pretty funny
6: cool now you guys started out playing rock but then I heard that you guys did a little punk and then now you guys have evolved into metal how did that come about and I had a follow-up question about your mom was she into metal
1: yes very much she she got to go see all those concerts that I never got to see, you know, with Randy Rhodes and It's not fair, man. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was that last question?
6: <laughs> it was you guys, in addition to your mom being into metal, you guys started out doing some rock stuff, went into the punk genre, and then ended up doing metal. And kind of explain how that all happened.
1: Oh, well,
2: I guess Jeremy could explain yeah. this one. Yeah. Well, I mean you know, early on when we picked up, when Jordan picked up the guitar and when we started playing together, you know, our influences were uh, bands like Ozzy, um, and we were really uh, guitar influenced, so like uh, Randy Rhodes, Zach Wild, John Petrucci, Santana, Jimmy Page, bands like that um, we were really into, and then uh, we just, for some reason or another, we started getting into into punk, stuff like AFI and the Misfits and and stuff like that, and we, we, we liked those bands, but we wanted to to go into something that had more technicality, more depth, something that really meant a lot to us, especially in, in the music, in the attitude, you know, the, the rawness and the lyrics. And, you know, that's when we came upon metal. And, you know, we, we listen to all kinds of music, metal, rock, um, and we're open to all kinds of things. But, you know, metal and rock is, like, you know, where our
4: hearts are. Cool. Now, Jeremy, to back up a little bit, you... um originally were not the singer in the band it That's sounds great, yeah. like you so what you were like a rhythm guitar
2: player yeah i was a rhythm guitar player and um i was trying to to catch up to jordan he was teaching me as much as he could we would play in the morning up until five in the morning till our fingers started bleeding like wow. just recording all kinds of stuff and and you know we didn't have a vocalist and i stepped up to the plate and said you know the four of us are so tight as a unit why bring someone else into that and and potentially create some riffage later on yeah. in the band. Well, I mean,
4: like not that. only are there two sets of brothers, but you guys have known each other yeah, literally a whole life. It's really four brothers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's
2: four brothers, and you know that's a special bond that we have when it comes to uh, writing music, playing music, touring, all kinds of stuff. You know, and we've just done everything together from vacations to write, making Jackass videos and right. all kinds and, of stuff. And yeah. did you
4: have to then go back and do any sort of training to to develop your voice, or did you just kind of? go for it or what well, how that come how was that
2: yeah i mean at first i just went for it i had no idea what i was doing honestly <laughs> i just kind of uh tried to um i listened to all kinds of bands and just you know did my best and then eventually i realized i was singing incorrectly and went and started taking vocal lessons and stuff like that and that's really important and um you know i i, I think you have to do that in order to be a successful singer and um that's helped me, and I've gone come a long way uh, since the first album, and since before even before then. So,
6: now you guys, uh, your influences remind me at times of bands like Pantera, but then at times like bands like Iron Maiden. And what I think is really cool is I checked out your MySpace page, and you have photos with everybody from people like Lemmy to Nikki Six, to even to the other end of the spectrum, to people like Brett Michaels, who, you know, I think all three of those guys are cool. Yeah. Now, in today's age, sometimes it seems like, you know, the heavy bands only want to, you know, hang out with the, the really heavy dudes. But I, I think it's cool that you guys like everybody from Poison to Pantera. And you've covered Skid Row and Judas Priest on your record. So... Tell me about how you came about to have such a diverse, basically, uh, background.
1: Uh, basically, it's as simple as our love for music, and we like all forms of music, period. It's like people only listen to metal, and honestly, nowadays, I really don't listen to that much metal. I listen to all rock and roll and classical music and jazz music or whatever. But, but for some reason, whenever I pick up the guitar to write, it's like I just want to fucking play some fucking metal and get you
4: know get my rocks off you know (laughs) cool and jordan how many hours a day do you spend spend practicing because you definitely have some great technique it sounds the solos sound awesome and that usually doesn't come about from just playing guitar for like 20 minutes a day no (laughs) well when i was
1: younger i used to play hours and hours and probably six hours a day, which really isn't... I know people that would play, like, 20 hours a day, but, (laughs) you know, but I played, like, six hours a day or something, and I'd play something over and over, and I'd be like, it still doesn't sound right. Like, I don't know why, I just had this, like, focus, like, well, that doesn't sound right, so I'm going to keep practicing it till it sounds right, and some people will be like, well, I can't do it, so I'll move on to the next thing, but I'm like, no, I'm going to get that shit down, and then move on to the next thing. So I just...
4: I was really a perfectionist, I guess and cool well, it sounds great and and uh Jeremy, as far as the songwriting goes is is it a team effort Well, yes and no, I mean a lot of the the guitar riffs
2: and and the beginnings of songs usually for the majority start with Jordan, and you know a lot of times we also collaborate. And then it's brought in to the band as as a unit, and then we go over certain things. With maybe we start with one riff, and it evolves to a song with the whole band, or you know, um, maybe Jacob, my brother, will bring in some lyrics, and we'll go from there. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a group effort, and then, but you know, a lot of it comes from Jordan, also. Cool. Now, guys, you have a new EP out. Tell
6: us about it, and what I think is great is that it includes.
2: Brand new originals, but then some covers. And is there some live stuff on it too? Yeah, there is. Um, From our uh, touring out in Europe this summer, we were over there for sixty days, and we uh, took some songs from from a live show out there. And uh, the new songs we wanted to showcase, uh, you know, how we've evolved from our from our last CD, you know, what we sound like now, and then where we're going in the future. And then we wanted to uh, to play those or record the cover songs because. They're a lot of fun to play. They're a lot of fun to play live, and we um, we wanted to show our fans, you know, uh, that we we can uh, play songs that they'll recognize and that they would in, uh, enjoy to hear too. Um, cool. And we're and we're talking about the Get Dead EP
4: yeah, for Get all Dead the EP, all yeah. the all the talking metal listeners. You can also pick this up on the website uh, for only five dollars, which yeah, is it's, very it's cool. Five bucks. Yeah, yeah. we want uh, everyone to
2: have it, and you know. We want everyone to hear our music, and ho- and hopefully everyone
4: enjoys it. So that's our goal right there. Cool. And Living a Sick Dream came out back in 2007. Uh, the Get Dead EP is out now, or next week, or yeah. a tomorrow, of, tomorrow, tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. So it's yeah. out. By the time you guys the, hear this, the, it'll be out on iTunes. And it's get dead is kind of a bridge to the next uh, LP um, or long playing uh, CD I'm guessing yeah yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean uh, th- you know this is a, basically a, a preview of what's to come in, in the LP and uh, you can definitely expect some big things with the with the next record Huge, huge yeah, huge things with the next record. There's gonna be a, lo- a lot of uh, variation in, in the songs I don't think it's just gonna be a s- strictly metal. Record like the uh, Get Dead e- uh the Get Dead EP is. Um, it's gonna have a lot of different, a lot of different stuff from rock and roll to metal, to I mean, all kinds of stuff. I can't even explain it. I mean, you kind of have to hear it. But it's still gonna kick you in the teeth. There you go.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> cool.
6: Now, guys, um, exciting time for you right now. The uh, the uh, EP is coming out tomorrow. Do you have plans to take this on the road before the next record comes out?
1: I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes but uh, we're we're still kind of working out the kinks in that right now but definitely yes you can expect a tour for that yeah
6: and you guys are from Phoenix do you guys do any local gigs in your area like in the you know just while you're hanging out before a tour like an official tour happens
1: uh, yeah of course uh, we play at this place called Joe's Grotto which is like a bar but like everyone you know comes there drinks has a f- fucking great time and we, you know, we love playing there. It's just like that's like our, our like home. You know, you know what I mean. Definitely,
4: cool, cool. Well, listen, guys, we wish you the best of luck, and we're honored that you uh, are getting introduced to the world here on Talking Metal, and we can't wait to see you play live. Hopefully, in the New York, New Jersey area at some point within yeah, the next year I would imagine. I hope so.
1: I I would imagine too, man. <laughs> okay.
4: Well, let us know and we will be there. Can we get some talking metal IDs saying your name, yeah. uh your band and you're listening to talking metal. You can do them one at a time or together, whatever is uh easiest. Uh,
1: so, how do you want to do this um, <laughs> I
2: don't know how, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what
1: do you, do what it you one at a time. You're... Hey, this is Jordan from Age of Evil, and you are listening to Talking Metal.
4: Excellent. Whenever you're ready.
2: What's up, guys? This is Jeremy from Age of Evil, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
4: Was slave to the grind the classic skid row song covered by age of evil pick that up on itunes using the links in today's show notes anyways thanks for joining me guys it's been a lot of fun talking with you uh hopefully john and i will be back together on a podcast real soon this is a great band big elf we'll hear a little of their music and then get into an interview with damon Fox from Big Elf and end today's show with more Big Elf music. Again, they're on iTunes. Check them out, buy their music, support Big Elf. Rock on. Keep in touch with me on twitter.com/stregel s t r i g l and check out my radio stream 24/7 on markstriegel.net in the upper left-hand corner. Hey Big Elf. Hey Damon, it's Mark from Talking Metal. How you doing? What's up, Mark? Thank you so much for checking in with us tonight. Uh, right, you know, I first heard about you guys only recently, which I'm embarrassed to say because you've been around so long. Are, are you? Are you? are not the first. Really cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the this, the the stuff that I've heard, you know, off the uh, Cheat the Gallows album just sounds great, and wanted to get you on the show to talk about who you are and and what Big Elf is all about. Right on. Can we talk a little bit about uh, what you recently did, which is the Progressive Nations 2009 tour? Uh, was it Mike Portnoy who actually brought you to the tour? It was,
3: it was the, the Port himself, yes. Cool. He, he, he uh, heard about us through a friend, and uh, it was really that simple. He went and got some stuff off iTunes and I guess was uh, impressed. He sort of got in touch with us a little bit. We invited him to a show, uh, one of ours, earlier in the summer, on the East Coast. Uh, he came down. We were sort of cut from the same cloth. Just talked for hours, and you know, uh, I think it—he was thinking about getting us on the on the Progressive Nation tour, I guess.
4: Cool. So and how did the kind of the out? the like hardcore Dream Theater fans react to you guys? Because you're obviously quite different from Dream Theater.
3: Uh, I it was it was pretty. We, I think I think it went over well. Um, I, I think Dream Theater and Big Elf are not as different as people think. I mean, I think there's a bigger technical uh, thing going on with them, and certainly the, there's a, there's a modern flair with them, which, whereas we have a vintage flair. But you know, they do. It is metal with Prague. Um, they it is a melodic band. They do have keyboards. Um, you know, those kind of things. Like generally, if you think uh, metal bands usually don't have keyboards. So I think that, in general, is one thing that sort of puts us closer together, right. and, the, and the fact that it is uh, you know, the progressive leanings all over the all over the place. At, at that point, it just gets into style, like what kind of style each band portrays, mm-hmm. and that's where we really differ. Cool. But, uh, the the, the audience is uh, fantastic, fantastic. They were they were soaking it up. Of course, they couldn't wait to see Petrucci and and Mike, but right, we were the uh, the tomato to the salad.
4: Cool. And, main <laughs> and and like I mentioned earlier, I mean, you guys have been around really, I guess, since the early '90s. At least putting out albums since the mid '90s. Ha- has the fan base changed a lot since those days?
3: The, the L fan base? Yes. Uh yeah. I mean, it's it, it's growing. I think the same people are into it. Uh, it's you know every day you know, somebody like yourself says, "I'm exactly those words." I'm embarrassed that I don't know of you guys. Um, why we, we haven't been, I've tried really hard. The band's tried incredibly hard, uh, especially since the Hex album, uh, you can just call the first two albums in the nineties, sort of a wash of just maybe just being around in the wrong era. Mm -hmm. But since we got Hex going like 2002, 2003, I mean, you know, it was on, I mean, okay, computer, you know, there's no more excuses at that point to not get through. It just, uh, we just were unlucky. But uh, it's it's the fan base is growing, and you know people are definitely more uh, they're interested to hear what we have to say, which is uh, that the music today sucks, and you know we got to get we got to reach back a little bit to bring something to the future to to find out where it went wrong.
4: Right, cool. I like that because you guys really aren't just a retro band. I mean, you kind um, of have a a new spin on things going yeah, on yeah. too. And,
3: yeah, retro is a sort of I mean, funny enough, sort of oxymoron. It's a kind of a dated. At the dated terminology, right? Um, for a band like us, it's 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 simply like I said. You know, you kind of look, you look to you look to the past to look forward, because certainly uh, every I think everybody, not everybody, I and mean, there's a lot of music out there that's you know making making waves and whatnot. But just from our pr- perspective, it just seems like every, everything's a little lost at the moment, right? Uh, and not to say we're saving it, but it's just it's just it seems like the ingredients that people really want is if it's not every nine-year-old or 18-year-old or everybody our age, everyone's looking back and going, yeah, you know, Queen was amazing. Zap yeah, Hendrix, Doors, you know, people are looking at the vintage stuff going, that's kind of where it was at, you know?
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was a freshness to those bands back yeah, then.
3: They, that, they, they weren't relying on formulas. Right. If they were, they were good ones.
4: <laughs> right, I got you.
3: You know, some some things to the to the way music is marketed now and the way it's packaged and recorded that it's it just put everybody cold. Uh, you know, I'm talking the real, real rock listeners. Uh, there's still a commercial sense out there, and you know those those uh, artists still sell, and that's totally fine. The whole world doesn't have to be a rock and roll environment, and that would be you know amazing. But uh, it's it's more more or less that uh, rock and roll as a Art form is just sort of dying,
4: right? No, I hear what you're saying. I, I mean, I
3: mean, you know, it's just it's just part of the, part of the thing that's going on right now. You know,
4: totally. Now, your fans uh, include some actually pretty big names that a lot of people will be familiar with. I mean, Dave Grohl and Chris Robinson. I, I guess I'm not that surprised that that they would know about you guys and are into I you was guys. I saw
3: Dave Grohl yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah, just just in in a park. <laughs> cool. He was was with his daughter. I was with my daughter, and I haven't seen him for years. I'm going to go to check out the Crooked Vultures next week here in L.A.
4: Oh, cool. Yeah, Yeah. I haven't. They played in New York. I couldn't make that uh, the the night, but John Paul Jones, man. Oh, yeah. It's insane. It's insane. But I was going to mention that there there are other people that kind of outside of the rock, uh, spectrum if you will like alicia keys recently recently i guess earlier this year cited you guys as a band that she actually uh enjoys listening to were you surprised oh, yeah. to
3: hear that I, I was really surprised i mean you know she's she's got to get her rock on too you know
4: you think um, she's got some rock that's waiting to come out mm, maybe release wise
3: i'll help her with it
4: yeah excellent
3: <laughs> if she if she wants me to <laughs> Yeah, she's, she's so ridiculously talented yeah. that that woman um she's she's kind of one of the rare ones left i think actually in in the in the in the commercial world that actually does have soul she does have a lot to offer and uh you know if she was to make a soul rock record i i think it would be phenomenal
4: yeah i agree definitely yeah
3: she's she's she's
4: pretty tough class Cool, and, and a number of years ago, you guys—I guess it was a number of years ago—hooked up with Christina Aguilera and did a, a John Lennon tribute song. Was she familiar with who you were before you went in and recorded with her? Uh,
3: she was, de- yeah. She I'd done I'd played on a couple of her songs uh, here and there.
4: And, oh yeah, cool.
3: Yeah, and she uh, she was definitely familiar with me, and uh, maybe not so much familiar with the band Big Elf. Uh, but when we were doing, she she picked uh, the song "Mother" off that compilation to to cover, and uh, the producer Linda Perry just you know thought of uh, Big Elf and myself as being the sort of music energy behind it, so it kind of kind of came out good. And you know I I think uh, congrats and kudos to her for having kind of the guts to do a pretty tough Lennon song.
4: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
3: You know? um, She's she, another one. She's an amazing vocalist, you know, and to have a, a vocalist like her uh, sh- you know, uh, say something about Big Elf, it's, it's an amazing, you know, amazing thing.
4: Cool. Now, Cheat the Gallows actually came out in, uh, I guess, the summer of 2008. Are you guys currently thinking about the next album at this point?
3: Uh, we're still going to be kind of work and cheat the gallows? cuz it's it's just it's just entering certain parts of the world Yeah. japanese market um it, it, it you know just came out in europe
4: oh did it okay
3: uh, yeah so we were sort of trying to build a story originally in in the in the US when it came out last year and uh it wasn't like uh, you know Radiohead or Coldplay or something where it, you know the date its released, it comes out worldwide um, it, you know, we needed to build a story in the in the U.S. and then bring it over to Europe. And and luckily, with Progressive Nation, U.S. and European side of both of those legs, we were able to make pretty good splash. Um, new album, not 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 right now, but I've got a lot of I've got a lot of stuff written for the next couple albums actually. Cool. So yeah, looking forward to that. But gotta gotta get some uh, gotta get some more mileage out of Gallows, because it, it's. So made a good
4: impression for yeah you. and it's a great record i highly recommend it for the uh talking metal listeners uh big elf cheat the gallows you can buy the cd copy you can go on itunes download it i think it's actually on eMusic too so a lot of uh places you can pick up this uh record is cheat the gallows out on vinyl
3: uh, we're actually working on that just as i got back last week from the tour we're trying to Trying to get vinyl printed up for uh, either J- Japanese release or the return to uh, Europe uh, early next year. Excellent. So what kind of sticklers on the vinyl tip? We want it to be, you know, good quality.
4: Right. No, I hear you. <laughs> when you look back on the history of rock, you know, we're we're kind of a hard rock heavy metal show. What are some of your favorite hard rock albums of all time?
3: Hard rock albums. Yeah. Um, well, definitely an album that made pretty big impression on me as a child uh growing up was acdc highway to hell oh yeah you know just just chock full of of danger and all of that uh just sort of voodoo badge stuff that's that's in rock and roll that kind of doesn't exist anymore actually and you think bon scott and angus is almost this it, it, it's this cult thing but it wasn't it, it had this rock and roll uh yeah, it's kind of hard to explain ACDC had that, that mojo, something about it.
4: Yeah. And it's interesting. Cause when I hear bands like more modern bands, like, a, <clears throat> I mean, no disrespect, but a band toward like airborne, uh, who try so hard to capture that, that attitude yeah. that ACDC had and, you know, their music's okay, but it, it just, there's, it's missing something big that, and it's hard to pinpoint exactly what yeah, it is.
3: ACDC has got all, all, all kinds of things in that. And their and I do think they had uh, good rock formulas. Is you know that 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 simplicity that they laid down is, is got to be one of the hardest things to replicate. Uh, to just play that A chord to the D and you know G back to A, just they do it like every song,
5: mm-hmm.
3: and it's just it's mind-boggling, you know. But a lot of that has to do with their swagger and the attitude. And you know, in the early days, Bon Scott, I mean, you know, Jailbreak. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not made up
4: <laughs> Right, right
3: He's living it You know, that's like It's the, the that's like Jim Morrison stuff The David Lee Roth stuff
4: Yeah It's and interesting uh, Bon Scott too uh, You know Back in those days Tattoos were, you know So taboo and stuff And he had his tattoos okay. And he was so much older Than the other guys in the band And it, It's kind of Yeah The real they're deal just,
3: They're definitely the real deal Um, One of those bands that I saw them in 1980 Like first show On the Back in Black tour Oh, nice when I was just a little elf. And uh, you know, mind just mind shattering. Yeah. just totally. comes out on on uh on the shoulders and you know with the wireless and all just all that stuff. It was such a different experience now, like the rock concert versus you know, twenty five years ago. Right. You yeah. know, but you only had Cream magazine and the concert. Yeah. You know, these days there's there's about twenty different things outside of music technology wise that keep you busy. Totally. So, and then you have all the all the networks and all the downloads and all the things inside
4: music that that keep
3: it kind of, kind of watery actually
4: Overexposure in some ways you think
3: yeah i mean the the mystique is is kind of lacking mm-hmm. you know, but i mean that's that's sort of my complaint I, th- I think you have to play the game inside uh the networks and you know the the, the twitters and the MySpaces and the of the world and you know all that stuff it it's just the way music is now, yeah.
4: But right. but the mystique is is definitely missing sometimes. I mean, I look back at bands like Pink Floyd and, and Led oh, Zeppelin. Yeah. And when I was a kid, it was like it, Led Zeppelin. Just to see footage of them it was was so tough, you know. Before yeah. the internet, I mean, there was the song remains the same. But besides that, it was there was so it, little footage of them available, you know.
3: Yeah, we used to when I was in my like early twenties, we would. Uh, be trading and contacting, um, you know, progressive rock newsletters, trying to get the music laden and shows from Germany with Van der Graf Generator and King Crimson and right. you know Sabbath and and you know the Doors and uh, and it was like a Dutch show, you know, Deep Purple and Belgium, all these famous things. You're trying to get a better quality from the next, and you know now you just turn on, <laughs> turn on YouTube and they're all there.
4: Yeah, totally. You can
3: it's and 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 now more more and more these things are just actually being released, mm-hmm. which is, which is, you know, on on my side of things, great because it's phenomenal to see this, this footage in crystal clear, uh, quality. Totally. You know, broadcast quality. But, um, other great records, you know, Sabbath's first record was kind of one of those also for me. Rock record just used to scare the, yeah. out of me when I was a kid. Another thing that's just gonna kind of, kind of gone from from rock, is that, I don't know, like, it's part of that mystique, but it's also that, that darkness, but it's like a real darkness,
5: mm-hmm.
3: you know, I don't know, music just, I don't know, it's hard. I guess what you, what you were saying is too, uh, too much marketing, overexposure.
4: Overexposure, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, you can't, you can't go back, it is, it is, it is what it is, but you can, and you know, I think the Mars Volta, they have a kind of good... It's got a nice setting for, for, for their mystique. You know, it's not too overexposed, yet they're in contact. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, a good, that's like a good balance of a band. You know, a good example for me that I sit there and think, yeah, this is a band that's not going over the top, but still has like, yeah, who are those guys kind of thing.
4: Right, right. You know? Interesting.
3: This is Damon Fox from Big Elf, and you're listening to Talking Metal. You're one step closer to
4: doom. Excellent. This is Big Elf with Hydra off the Cheat the Gallows record here on Talking Metal. Thanks, Damon.
3: No, thank you, man. Rock on.
4: Keep in touch. All right, bud. Bye. Take it.